Welcome back into the Black Fern Show. Well, it's been a busy fortnight for our international side. They've had two matches against Australia, the first in Christchurch, uh, and then they've headed over to Adelaide, back home again, but they've got back-to-back victories in the bank and, of course, the O'Reilly Cup back in the trophy cabinet as well. To talk about it uh, and her journey into coaching, we're very lucky to be joined by the Black Ferns assistant coach. She's forwards coach, Whitney Hanson, who has an incredible resume. Uh, she's been part of the coaching team for the Farah Palmer Cup side, the Canterbury side, the Black Ferns Development 15, the New Zealand Women's Barbarian side and for Matatu and Super Rugby Opiki as well. Whitney, thank you so much for giving up your time. We so appreciate you coming on the programme. How are you? The last uh, couple of weeks, I imagine, and probably the last couple of months has been a whirlwind of crazy busyness for you. Yeah, it's been pretty hectic, but there's been heaps of learnings and um, and absolutely loving it. So, yeah, I'm good. That's fantastic to hear. Let's talk about the latest test match uh, over in Australia. You're back in New Zealand now, but as a coaching group, are you happy with what you saw? Are you happy from what your team produced? Yeah, I think we expected Aussie to come out and be a different side to what they played like the week before, um, and particularly with that home crowd. And they did, they were pretty exceptional in defence and really brought that to us. So, yeah, I think our girls needed to, to step up and, and um, lots did that. We saw some uh, debutant go out and express himself, which is always exciting. Um, and for me in particular, Santor Tomata. Um, came out and had an impact on the game, so that was pretty exciting. And yeah, I think we, we, you know, we knew there were some things that we needed to get better at, and some of those things we did, and others we still got a we we got to work to do. Um, and yeah, we just got to keep working on those. Really, what are the areas that you're looking to improve on? So I think from an attack perspective, um, we just Aussie obviously came out with a plan to slow us down at the breakdown, and we would probably allow them to do that in that last game. Uh, so we've got to be better in that area. We've got to clean bodies, and we've got to we've got to have lightning football, um, so that we can play that exciting style of attack that that Smithy's looking to bring. Defensively, uh, you know, we were we were pretty good across most of the game, but still patches there where you know, we need to look to execute things and be a little bit tighter. We keep hearing uh, from everyone, uh, both inside and outside the camp, that uh, these matches have been well and truly a trial, and we're hearing the same from Farah Palmer Cup as well. Um, is that what it has been like? And if so, w- what do you ask from these ladies every time they go out onto the field? Yeah, like, it absolutely is a trial. I think we're in a unique position where <clears throat> a coaching staff change and with not long to go leading into a World Cup in a short period of time for people to showcase um, what we're looking for and the group of players that, and to play the game that we're going to look to play. And um, so some people have had that opportunity coming away and being part of the, the Black Ferns groups that have been chosen and, and across Pat 4 and Laurie, and then others have done that in, in FPC. But I think the, the big thing is just under that pressure and knowing that there's that piece there where they're being looked at, that they have the ability to express themselves and showcase what they can do. There's a a big piece in and around us playing a high-tempo game and there's a fitness element that comes to that. So that's one of the things we're looking for. And then I think like every team, you're looking for players with a a point of difference who can can bring something um, different and... Yeah, like I said, that, that takes that ability to be able to express yourself and showcase your superpowers and, and put you out on the field. 
I love that. That's such a good insight. Um, there were a couple of injuries over the weekend, and for everyone watching that, I think both of them would have made you feel a bit sick for different reasons. Um, Kennedy, of course, has just come back from injury, uh, and Chelsea's uh, KO was nasty. How are those two ladies? Yeah, look, it's never um, easy watching those things. And, yeah. But unfortunately, they, they are part of the game. It's a contact sport. They, um, they're both actually doing they're doing really well. Um, two incredibly professional players who understand that that's part of the game and will just be focused on getting, getting back as quickly as they can. Yeah, and hopefully uh, they're back soon, uh, sooner rather than later. Um, the World Cup squad will be named on the September the 13th, is that right? Uh, yeah, yep, that goes to me then. It is not far away at all, is it? Not far away at all. What do you think is going to be the toughest positions to pick? In all honesty, like some of the positions where, you know, we, we haven't had a lot of depth in yep. um, will become some of the positions that are now quite hotly contested. And, and front row is one of those. We've worked really hard to grow some depth across the country and there's some outsiders who are um, putting their hands up who, who might come in as a surprise. And, yeah, there's, there's other incumbents in there who are, who are fighting for their spots as well. So front row will be one. Our loose forwards, like, is, is incredibly hotly contested. And right across the back line, I think, like, there's a lot of sevens players who are um, keen to be part of the mix and... That adds a different dynamic in there as well. <laughs> Just about everyone, really. This is the uh, the great thing, though, is that there is so much depth in women's rugby in New Zealand at the moment, and it makes it so exciting to watch the international game, to watch Farah Palmer Cup as well. Um, and you've just added another test match before the World Cup. You'll be taking on Japan. Your side will be taking on Japan uh, before the Bledisloe Cup match uh, later on in September. What is the benefit of adding another match for you guys as a coaching group? I think one of the things in there, obviously, the more game, like, there's um, some no-brainer reasons in there, like, the more game time we get, yeah. the more opportunity we've got to, to put together things that we're trying, but I think a big one in there is um, probably around that combinations piece. We've had a short turnaround, and like you say, we've, we've used a lot of the opportunities that we've had across other tours or campaigns to give people opportunity and and to showcase what they can do. Um, but we're also really aware that we need to start putting combinations together as well. So that might give us an opportunity to do some of that. We're talking to one of the best coaches in the business, Whitney Hanson, who is an assistant coach with the Black Ferns as we lead up to the Women's World Cup, October 8th. How did you get into coaching? Where did your journey begin? Where did you uh, go from transitioning from player to coach? I came to rugby pretty late in life. I had a bit of a run around and played a bit at primary school and then spent a lot of my um, high school years playing football or soccer and then went to uni, wanted to do something different. So I went to the University of Canterbury Club down in Christchurch and ended up playing um, 111 games for them in the end. And um, from what was going to be just a bit of a runaround to something that's now a massive part of my life. So yeah, from, from playing there, got asked by Kendra Coxage actually and Blair Baxter, who um, my coach was now, that I want to um, be one of the coaches to coach in under-18 side that we had there down in Canterbury and um, yeah, started doing that and <clears throat> fell in love with coaching and realised that you know, it was all the fun things about rugby and none of the sore body part. <laughs> so yeah, enjoyed doing that for three years and then 
was lucky enough to, um, like she said earlier, be part of the, the Canterbury Women's um, FPC coaching group and then um, have had some great opportunities in and around the Blackburn space too. So in and around that space, you actually came in initially as an intern um, and you were asked to join the main coaching group this year. Who asked you and and what was your reaction? Yeah, um, so the, that uh, initial conversation was with Hannah Porter. Yeah. And probably the first thing that I thought about was, am I ready to do this? And I think probably like a lot of females and um, taking on roles and, and positions like there's a bit of imposter syndrome that creeps in there and um, is this the right decision but <clears throat> I think for me based on you know what the black men have gone through in the last little while and and who the other coaching staff was going to be that it, it did feel right that it was the right thing to do and yeah, after getting just checking in with a couple of important people I went back to Hannah and said yep I'll be really keen to be a part of it. And it is so cool right and like Oh, sorry. I imagine this is the dream for everyone, right? Being able to coach at an international level and the World Cup is in New Zealand for the first time. Yeah, it's a pretty incredible opportunity. And yeah, yeah I'm just taking all the learnings I can and trying to be the, the best person I can for the group that I'm in front of. You talked about the other coaching group. It is an incredible coaching team that you're a part of. Um, Mike Cron, of course, is part of it. Wayne Smith, uh, Wesley Clark. You've got your father, Steve, who we know is a legendary coach himself. Who mentors you? Who do you go to when you need a bit of help and advice? And and what is the best piece of coaching advice you've received? That's a tricky one. Not the people who I go to, but I'll think on on the best piece of advice. Dad's been awesome the whole time. To be honest, like when when we're, needed support on anything I think um, not just just coaching he's mm. just a awesome person to have on the end of the phone but ever since I started coaching 18s he's um, that's been a really cool connection piece for us in and around kind of where to next and looking at the game and and, and looking at things differently from a set piece perspective Mike Cron's been someone who really early on in my career um, worked actually with the Canary Women's team I wasn't initially going to be the set-piece coach. We had a bit of a different group together and then, as often happens when coaching, different opportunities come up and that group looked different again by the time we took on the, the roles. And so um, I sort of went from, I might be having a table on this area to now I'm going to be doing scrums and line-outs and ran Crono and he was also um, invited me over and we just sat there and started looking at footage and he's... Um, been great at coming out and watching me coach and co-coaching with me so it's cool to be able to do that with him in this space and to have the the time to really connect and to go a whole nother detail um with this group of athletes that we've got you honestly um, oh sorry it's so yeah, hard to nah, judge the pauses on radio. Um, you honestly sound so passionate. Like you just sound like the kind of person that anyone would love to have as their coach. And I know I've been hitting you with a few questions that are so hard to answer, but I'm just curious, do you have a favourite day on the job as a coach? Is there a favourite moment that stands out to you? For me, like it, when you, it's probably not like one time, but it's the moment where you get to see people living out their dream. So, um, you know, you watch a debutante run out for the first time or someone get to express what it means at a capping with their family there and how proud they are to do that. Or, you know, a player having the um, confidence in a game to put something out on the field that they've been training all week or a move coming off that, you know, people have worked really hard to... um, 
to put together. So those are probably the things for me when you see the, the anyone really in that group of athletes who are out there and again being able to express themselves and live their dream and um, have a positive experience in footy. Yeah, that is so, so cool. Um, I know you're probably absolutely exhausted. Um, so just a couple more questions because you're absolutely fascinating to talk to. So I hope you don't mind. Um, but obviously there's not a whole heap of female coaches in New Zealand. Um, have you got advice of females that um, maybe want to give coaching a try at any level? What would you say to them? I think probably that like, it probably comes back to the other question I didn't um, answer, but I might have one for now is like the best advice around that space and coaching mm. that I've been given is sometimes you, you have to step into opportunities before you feel like you might be ready because often in sport things are cyclic um, and particularly the more uh, you get into high performance and I think it's something like 75% of real learning happens when you're in there and you're doing it. So I think be brave and, and back yourself and put yourself in those positions outside your comfort zone and then yeah, do all you can to um, get the learnings that you need while you're in there. I love that. Whitney, thank you so much. Honestly, you're such an inspiration. You're wonderful to speak to. Um, I wish we could do this all day, but obviously we can't. We've got to let you go. But thank you so much for coming on the program and we wish you and the team all the very best in the coming months. We're right behind you here on ECNZ. Thanks very much. Hopefully we can do you guys proud.